I like to work with coaches who are at the beginning of their coaching journey. Okay. And who are really wanting to find more clarity on who they're working with and they're getting started. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Profit for Coaches. I'm excited about today's episode because today I get to introduce you to a friend of mine, someone I've known for years. Her name is Uta DeMontis, and she is a web designer for coaches. She spent over a decade in the coaching and complementary therapy world as a practitioner. She started out as a shiatsu practitioner and a meditation teacher, then she trained in NLP and coaching. For many years, she ran her own relationship coaching practice in London. Before working as a practitioner, though, she studied multimedia arts at the degree level. She has years of experience in the field of presentation graphics, web design, and video editing for online courses. So, of course, she now combines her coaching and web design skills to create websites that help coaches attract their ideal clients. She's a great human being, and I really enjoy talking to her. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Real quick, our goal here at the podcast is for these episodes to provide techniques, tools, skills, strategies, and inspiration that can help any coaching practice be more profitable. But you want your practice to be more profitable. And while you can get all kinds of great things from this episode and any episode of Profit for Coaches, what will help you even more is advice, guidance, and action steps designed around your unique situation, your life, your practice, your goals, your challenges. How can we best help you with that? The quickest way to get you exactly what you need for your practice is for you to head over to ProfitforCoaches.com. When you're there, click on and grab your Profitable Practice Scorecard. It's absolutely free. It just takes a few minutes. Fill out the scorecard. It will let us know exactly where your practice is and where you want it to go and what you're dealing with. Once you've done that, you'll get a response that tells you exactly what you can do next. The action steps you can take to make your practice more profitable and get you where you want your practice to be as soon as possible. So head on over to ProfitForCoaches.com and grab your Profitable Practice Scorecard today. So tell me a little bit about how did you get to be the person that you are today? Because your background was not originally web designer for coaches. No, it wasn't. It's not completely off my very long background, but I was not a web designer for coaches. No, not at all. So I used to be a relationship coach and clinical sexologist and also was teaching Taoist meditation. And before that, I used to be a body worker practicing shiatsu. So I spent about 15 years in the wellness field as a practitioner and coach myself. And then about five years ago, I decided, I decided to close my relationship coaching practice. It was, you know, it wasn't like a decision from one day to the next. So it was a very long process because mm -hmm. I spent years building up my coaching practice. Yep. I did my PhD in human sexuality and um, I was coming to a place where I had my PhD, I received my PhD. And I was actually at a really good place in my coaching practice, in my business, as I had loads of 
opportunities and invitations to go teach for other institutes, be on e-courses as a speaker, be in interviews on TV and all sorts of things. Yeah. But I felt that it wasn't me anymore. I was not. My identity had already shifted by that time. And I felt I wasn't really in integrity with where I was in my own life. Okay. And for me, it's always been important. My, my whole work, whatever I was doing, because I have the, you know, when you look back, shiatsu practitioner, coach, clinical sexologist, meditation teacher. I mean, there is like a thread that goes through it. Mm -hmm. But always, I always followed really what I felt was a reflection of me and where I was at in my own life. Yeah. And so when that time has come, I felt that there were many personal reasons that I then took the decision to actually close my practice yeah. when I felt I was just about to get to the peak and really expand my business. It wasn't an easy decision because as I said, I've spent so many years, you know, invested in it. And from the closure of that practice, I was really in a kind of a limbo for a couple of years because, mm -hmm. you know, if you work, at least for me, my experience working as a coach, it was also my own interests, relationships and sexuality at the time. It was very personal and my identity was really tied up with me being the relationship coach and the clinical sexologist and the Taoist right. meditation teacher. So I had to let go of that identity and in a way discover who I am or who I wanted to be or to become. And that was a real, really a process that actually took a couple of years. I wasn't sure where I was heading. And so the web design actually found me, So, it, which, is, which is really bizarre. It wasn't something that I initially consciously created to become a web designer for coaches. It really found me in that I got work through a colleague who's working with practitioners mm -hmm. and um, who knew that I had a degree in multimedia arts and I knew how to do web design. And that is actually how I started to design websites for coaches. And what I found is that I actually really enjoyed doing the work. Because mm -hmm. it was creative. I wanted to be more low-key as a relationship coach and a clinical sexologist. I was doing workshops and giving talks and being very visible and out and about. And mm -hmm. actually what I wanted to do is be more creative and be more low-key and go more within myself. And so I really loved that creative process of designing the websites. And how I got to then specializing in designing websites for coaches was obviously coaches is really where I've come from. I know the wellness, the coaching industry. I love coaches. Within my web design process, I offer website clarity coaching, so I can still be the coach, but in a very, very different field now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is how I, I feel like now my previous training, having a degree in multimedia arts and my experience of having been a coach really sort of comes together in my business now. And, you know, once I really realized how well it fits me, I began to consciously create that business, the web design business. Excellent. Great. And so like, that's a long and windy road and there's a whole bunch of different stuff to go through down there. But you started with, when it comes to the website design, you started with someone who was a practitioner who reached out and said, Hey, I'm struggling. I know that you, you know, this industry and you know how to do websites. Can you do, can you build a website for me? Um, no, actually that person was having, was working with practitioners, offering a platform for practitioners and oh. was connected to many practitioners. And that's how I got started. Okay. And then that kind of got then further to people who I knew from my connections from working as a coach, that mm. that just grew. Gotcha. Cool. Is there a, coaching is a broad spectrum now. Is there an area of coaching or types of coaches that you like to work with more than others? I like to work with coaches. Oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that. I like to work with coaches who are at the beginning of their coaching journey. 
Okay. And who are really wanting to find more clarity on who they're working with and they're getting started. So it could be life coaches who are specializing in an area, a certain area. Of course, I work with a lot of sexuality coaches, relationship coaches, but the field in itself, I'm not specialized within the area of coaching. Okay, that's fine. But well, it sounds like you you are a little though, because I think it's actually important and a little rare because most coaches, when they go to someone who's going to help them with marketing, like, hey, I need help with my website or I need help with my social media or I need help with whatever, those people are going to ask them specific questions. They're going to expect the coach to know who's your target market, what's your primary offer, where are your demographics, what are your psychographs. They're going to ask for all of these things. And a coach who's just starting out usually won't know them. They're Exactly. And they struggle a lot with that whole, I just got my coaching certification and where I got my certification, they told me I can help anyone. The most esoteric out there, super hyper specialized coaching tool, people will still say this can help anyone. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe it can help anyone. Let's narrow that down. And and they struggle a lot because they have that mindset of, well, I don't want to limit the possibilities of the people that I can work with. Mm. I haven't had a lot of clients, so I don't know who my perfect client is like those types of things. And with most of the designers and support folks that I've talked to in marketing, when they get someone who's in that spot, they're like, oh, this is going to be a giant waste of my time. I'm going to have to babysit this client. I'm going to have to walk them through the basics of marketing and figuring out their own business. And I don't want to do that. Or if they do, they're going to charge massive amounts of money, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars an hour Mm -hmm. to sit down and walk through what to them feels like super basic stuff. But it sounds Mm -hmm. like you actually enjoy that. I do. I really enjoy that. Actually, I love that. And also, you know, it ties back to my experience of having been a coach and knowing a lot of coaches and their websites, because what I find is that when people are starting out and they don't, you know, they don't have the funds yet to, you know, hire a marketing company, anything like that, they're creating their own websites. However, I find that their own websites are doing them actually in order favor because they don't come through as professional. It's you know, it's an obvious DIY job. And, you know, as you said, they're trying to speak to everyone. It just doesn't work for them. And so I really love helping those people because I feel there can be a huge transformation. And uh, the way how a website looks, comes across, it's like the shop window is really yep. important. Yep. And one of the things that we deal with now is you've got things that you've got Wix, you've got Squarespace, you've got a bunch of other platforms out there that are basically point and click, drag, whatever, or use use my template. And it feels like, well, I've got to pay somebody to host my website anyway. These tools look like they make life easy because they they always show here's the photographer, like all the beautifully done websites that they actually, you know, that nobody built this themselves, but they look like they did. And so we as a coach go, I'll just do that and pick things that look good to me that sort of fit the aesthetic that I like or whatever. And that doesn't actually work very well as that. Correct. It doesn't. You know, for somebody who knows how to uh, design websites and is, you know, familiar with using different software programs, using Mm -hmm. a program such as Wix or Squarespace, it is really easy for them to create a website that looks good. However, for people who don't have a design background, who don't have the ability, you know, or the skills or desire to build that, it actually, they think they can build a website, but then once they get started, they realize it doesn't really work like that. And the result isn't good. It is not easy to build a good looking website, even with a website builder. Yeah. Just because you can put a pretty picture in there doesn't mean you know where that picture should go. Exactly. Or maybe you know how to write content, but 
maybe you don't know how to write it for a website. It's it can be a little different and a little tricky. And I'm I'm a big believer. I'm the guy who I went out and tried to do it myself. <laughs> Early on, I have there's probably still some embarrassing artifacts out there on the world of the interwebs that I built back in the day. I've tried to go back and purge things. But you don't <laughs> always catch it all. And I think like I'm fortunate that my wife has a graphic design background. Yeah. And she worked with a website company. And so she she did a lot of work on mine, which was nice because I could mm-hmm. say, go it and do. And if I need something changed, she can do that for me. But most people don't have that sort of resource in their pocket. No, they don't. And in addition, you know what? It's not only about actually the visuals of the website, because this is the first thing in the content. But then there's also, you know, a website needs to be responsive. So it needs mm-hmm. to look good on a tablet and the mobile. So maybe it looks good or okay yeah. on the desktop. But then looking on the mobile, it's all messed up. And then there's also SEO. Then there is the speed of a website compressing images and everything else that goes with it. There's actually a huge amount of work involved in creating a website that's behind the scenes that people, you know, don't realize that actually that also goes into the build of a site. Yeah. And there's, I've run into so many folks who they hear that. And I know, I know, because I know some of, <laughs> some of my listeners, I know personally, we've had multiple conversations. I know there are some of them right now who are listening going, eh, I need to go look up everything there is to know about how to build a website so I can build my own website. No, yes. take a deep breath. It's far better to figure out the financing. And I don't mean necessarily going and borrowing thousands of dollars, but I mean, figure out how to put the finances together to get someone who knows what they're doing to do it right, do it once so that your website can actually be a tool that helps you rather than taking hours of time that you could be spending with clients, or if you don't have the clients, landing the clients to build a website. Because website for me falls under marketing, but there's also mm-hmm. some admin stuff that can, it can fit into your funnel. It can fit into your client acquisition flow, but only if you know how to put it together, right? If you don't, if you're just putting up a website to have a website, then it's just marketing and marketing, as mm-hmm. we both know, doesn't get you clients, right? But if you have a website professionally built where they can fit it into your funnel and set it up so that it's going to move a prospect from, Ooh, pretty website to how do I work with this person? What's my next step? And make it clear, here's what the next step is. Click here, take this thing. There's a psychology to it. There's a science to it. And I would much rather hire someone like you who has the knowledge of that background or has that background, has that knowledge of how that psychology and how that science works than spend a bunch of my time that I could be spending getting clients to do it myself. It just financially doesn't make sense to me. Absolutely. I agree, definitely. All right. So we agree. Enough, <laughs> enough back padding. And it's, this show isn't about selling web design to folks, but I think it's important if you're a coach, especially if you're the portion of the audience listening who isn't yet, and you don't feel like you have everything built in place yet. Maybe you think your website's a little, little wobbly or, or you built it yourself or something like that. I think it's worthwhile for you to take some time and consider talking to a professional about your website. And not just because Ud is here on the program, but consider her because she focuses on people that are in your situation as opposed to, I know a ton of web design companies and graphic design and marketing companies that are like, anybody, everybody, come on board and we'll be happy to take your money and throw up a website for you. So anyway, what got you, because you, I know that you're not just doing the website stuff. You're, you're in a community, you're involved with people supporting coaches as an industry. Why? It's the affinity, really. I love when I first came across coaching, I was looking into working with sexuality and I came through it from my meditation background, actually. But I just found coaching is such an empowering process 
that it's positive, it empowers the client, it doesn't go back and look at everything that happened in the past. It's action-oriented. I just found it such a beneficial and powerful process to help people change because I come from originally the bodywork practice, mm -hmm. which isn't therapy as in psychotherapy, but I also have sort of an understanding of therapy. So there's mm -hmm. always therapy and coaching in the wellness field. Yep. And that's really what I'm mostly familiar with. And so for me, of course, not everyone coaching is the right thing. Some people need to have therapy, depends on the person. But I just found this is such a great alternative for a lot of people and really powerful and for sex coaching and relationship coaching, which I can speak from experience, really helpful and a different way of helping people to achieve their outcomes and change their lives. So this is why I really, I love working with coaches who have that, it's a particular mindset that most coaches have because we're coaches and we're learning about coaching. Yep. <laughs> so I really resonate with that and I really like that type of person. Cool. You had said, you just said, coaching is different than therapy. And yeah. you mentioned you like that coaching tends to be action-focused and forward-focused. If you were to define coaching, is that the definition of coaching for you? Or how would you define a coach and why is a coach important? Yeah, for me now, this is kind of my definition, what I see a coach now, is really a coach is an expert in a certain field on a speciality and uses the modality of coaching to help people, you know, achieve an outcome, reach a goal. And the coaching is actually the process. It's the how to get there, the doing. You can compare it to a teacher. You know, usually teachers are an expert in a particular field and then they use modality of teaching to convey knowledge and understanding to the students. So for me, a coach is somebody who's an expert in a certain subject or field. Could be, you know, life experience. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people come from life coaching because they went through a certain experience of life and changed, had their own transformation, often brought by having had a coach. And so they want to pass that on because they realize how helpful it was to them. And coaching is in itself, it's really a powerful conversation between people that uses powerful questions and listening and certain coaching skills to help the clients find their own answers and solutions. Excellent. That's fair. It's funny that there are so many different definitions that people will hold of coaching. And some people firmly believe that you're only coaching if you're asking questions. That as soon as you get directive at all and say like, you should consider doing it this way, or here's a good way, like taking an expert stance that you're no longer a coach at that point, you're not coaching anymore. You're doing something else, training or, or consulting or whatever. And there are others who are like, well, no, have you ever seen an athletic coach or a coach in sports? There's a lot of directing that goes on. So. Yeah. I mean, I think unless you're an expert in that field, you don't really necessarily know what question to ask. Yeah. I mean, yes, you're listening and feeling, you know, what's going on, but still you need to have an overall picture and understanding of the subject. Mm -hmm. Excellent. The two halves of this profit for coaches. We've talked about the coaching a little bit. Profit side. What does profit mean to you? Yeah. So profit for me, well, there are different levels of profit. And the really basic one is, you know, that you've got more left, that you've got basically more income than expenses, and that is profit. But when I think of maybe using the word profitable more than having profit, I'm thinking, you know, when is something profitable for me? Yeah. Then it really is, you know, not only financially profitable, but it really is worthwhile for me doing it. So I get a sense of satisfaction. It fulfills, you know, my needs and my, you know, desires, my goals. It really works for me. Mm -hmm. And you can see it on different levels, like on the just personal level, my business level. And then of course, you're getting wider and the wider community, profitable for everyone who's involved, different degrees. Different degrees. Yeah. Okay. So profitability shows up in different degrees 
Exactly. Okay. That's it. Excellent. So for you, I think one degree of profitability for you was that you were able to relatively recently have your own horse. I do have my own horse. And this is a, it's a childhood dream that has come true for me. It's been a big dream for 30 plus years. So it's just really wonderful to be able to have my own horse, to go riding every day and to fit my work around my horse and my dog. The horse and the dog, they control the calendar. That's important. So you've built, you, you built a practice and then you shut that practice down. And now you've built a business that has allowed you flexibility, allowed you to have a horse, ride the horse, chase the dog, or is the dog chase the horse? Which one is it? <laughs> no, they, they are separate. They don't get to see okay. each other. All right. But you've built this business out that allows you to have the lifestyle that you want by helping other people build the businesses that give them the lifestyle they want as coaches. That sounds like it's not a bad gig. No, not at all. I love being able to do the work that I'm doing, fitting it around, as I said, my things that are really important for me in my life. And the funny thing is, for me, when I used to be a relationship coach and a clinical sexologist, the most important thing for me was actually my work. And that was my identity and it was my all and everything. But now I'm really happy with my work. I'm enjoying my work, but my work is actually built around my lifestyle. So my priority is what's really important in my life is to have a horse and a dog. And my business fits around it and I can work early mornings when I get up and do some work on a website or I can work in the evening. I've got the flexibility to fit the work around, mostly because it's creative. I'm not a coach who's got, you know, a client calendar full of appointments and um, so that I need to stick to certain hours. My work is me and my computer, basically, but it's time. Oh, okay. So to me, that sounds like part of your definition of profitability is you built this business around your lifestyle. It's the ability to say, this is what is most important to me and my business supports that. Yes, exactly. That was for me, you know, I said I, I fell into the, the web design. It wasn't something that I initially consciously mm -hmm. created. But when I started doing the web design work, I realized actually this fulfills, I call it my requirements, you know, what I need. I enjoy doing it. So that's always been important for me. I always need to enjoy my work. It is creative. I can still do some coaching. I work with people who are, I like working with. I love the process of developing a business, my own business, learning new things. And so that all goes really well together. And the most important thing is that the times that, that I work on my computer, I can choose them. I'm not fixed. Yeah. So having gone through the path that you have taken to get here and finally being able to recognize what you want and consciously create it, what's something, I'm always careful with how I ask this question, so I'm not asking about regrets, but what's something you wish you had known earlier? like in your journey from where you've been to where you are now, if there's something you could have learned a little sooner, what would it be? Yeah, it's actually the separation from me, my identity as who I am and the business. So as I said, you know, when I was um, working previously, I was really, that was my identity. And what I think would have been really important is to actually see myself as a business and <laughs> the business owner much mm -hmm. earlier than me being on my mission that's the coach. And not only that, it's actually healthier mentally, psychologically, emotionally, energetically to have that separation, but also that's the shift in mindset. So I went on a journey from body worker, from a therapy background model where you charge per hour per session. And I took that initially over in the coaching, in my coaching business initially, because this is what I knew. 
and then you're, you know, you're not really thinking it further than you're charging for that hour. And then you get into that mindset to have an hourly rate that you receive. Whereas when you step into the mindset of running a business, you being the business owner and you, you know, needing to charge for everything, really, you know, for, you know, the admin, the time, the taxes, the everything. I mean, there's just so much more expenses that you need to take care of. But also that you're not trading your hours, basically charging an hourly rate, but see the bigger picture of everything that's involved in actually setting a fee or a price for a client and for the work that you do. That's important. And, and I was, you had said early on when you were telling your story of how you got here, that was part of why you had to shut down, why you made the decision that you had to shut down your practice was because you had gotten so wrapped up in, yeah, this is me. And then you're all of a sudden you were like, no, it's not. Exactly. It was a personal journey, really. And in my business now, I am, you know, a step removed from what I'm doing. Yep. You know, it's not my identity. Yep. And that's good, I think. And there are a lot of coaches that run into that challenge because we're a coach. Like, I'm a coach. It's what I do. I always, I always do it. And then we build this, the business or this practice around us. And that's fine. Most of my clients are the ones that they want to be a coach, right? They want to stay a coach. And that, and it's a great business model. You can do it. But there's a difference between, just being a coach and being the owner of a successful coaching practice or a successful coaching business. And I think that's an important, like you said, psychologically, mentally, energetically for your own health. It's exactly. important to be able to go, that's the business. Yes, I am a coach within this business that I own and that I run. But when I'm not working with clients or when I'm not in office mode or at work, I am like for me, I'm a father, I'm a husband, you know, I'm a member of my community, all of those things and being able to have that as a separate identity from the business. And I don't know, I'd love to get your take on this, but I've seen a ton of coaches struggle because that identity is tied up as I'm the coach in the business. And when the business is struggling, when they don't have as many clients as they would like, or when the clients aren't necessarily getting there, it turns into this sort of spiral where they start to struggle as a person they don't show up as well for their clients. They don't show up as well for their family and et cetera. Do you see that? Have you seen that? I don't know, maybe back on the therapy side or yeah. just in your history as a coach, working with coaches? Oh, yeah, 100% because, you know, when that is your identity, then everything that's happening with the business, be it a success or a not success, is kind of a reflection or seen as a reflection of oneself, which either can create a real downward spiral of depression or maybe get you on a real high when things are working well. Also, in addition to that, there's so much mindset stuff involved with running a business, being a business owner and a coach, or just being a coach that then stops people from charging what they really should be charging, taking on clients who they're actually not really coachable, but because they feel they really want to help them and so on, so on, they take them on. That doesn't then really work. And so decisions are then being made, I think, which are not really helpful to running a sustainable practice, sustainable business. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. That's... Absolutely. It's that, especially when you're a solo business or you have a small team and it's service-based where you're providing the service, I think it's just so easy to, your quality of life just tanks because things feel like they're not going well in the business. Yeah, absolutely. So fortunately, there's an entire community of people in this industry to help so that we're not alone. <laughs> we don't, we can arrest those downward spirals. And I'm glad that you are part of it. I was, we met, what, two years ago, a little over two years ago now? Yeah, um, and, a little over two years, yes. Yeah, so it's been fun. I've enjoyed having you in, in my world and watching what you do and conversations that we've had, both this one and many previous. 
But what's going on in your world now? What are you excited about coming up? What I'm really excited about is that I'm co-hosting a marketing summit for coaches. All right. At which you're also one of our speakers. Yes, I do recall getting an invitation to speak at this thing. So tell me more about it. What's it for? I mean, obviously, it's a marketing summit for coaches. And those are all buzzwords, marketing summit and coaches. But what do they mean when they're put together in this particular case? It's a event that takes place virtually over two weeks. And we have got 20 speakers who are sharing presentations and interviews on certain marketing topics that they're experts in. So as I mentioned, you're one of our speakers speaking about Profit for Coaches. Yep. Then we've got speakers, you know, who speak on LinkedIn for coaches. We've got speakers who talk about embodied marketing, about web design, copywriting. We cover a whole area to help coaches really get better at their marketing, you know, explore new marketing options, see maybe where they're stuck, get new ideas, inspirations to help them further. Because one thing that I've seen so much in the coaching industry is that a lot of people struggle with marketing, knowing how to get more clients, promoting themselves, because coaches in coaching school don't necessarily learn how to do marketing. No. <laughs> no. So that's a whole, that's a process of becoming a coach and building a coaching business is, you know, learning about marketing, what works for that particular business, how to get more clients. And so this is a free summit. And so with that, we would like to help coaches to get better at the marketing so that they can have more clients and help them create a profitable coaching practice. Excellent. Wait, free? It is free. It is free. Oh, man, I thought this was going to be like five, $600 a pot. Why am I talking? Okay, no, that's good. And when is this thing happening? The summit is from the 20th to the 31st of March. It's Mondays to Fridays over the two weeks. We also got a couple of live sessions where we do some more experiential life work and a networking event for coaches, speakers to come together and really get to know each other and connect in this virtual world. This is a big deal. This isn't just a, this isn't one of those things where, oh, we got 10 people together to give away a freebie and collect everybody's email address and spam them all. This sounds like it's putting a lot of effort into this thing. Yes, definitely. We really want this to be a successful event for everyone who's involved. When did you start putting it together? I started putting it together in September, started September. So September of 2022, and this is going to be, so this will be live in February. So like it's a month from now. So um, September, October, mm -hmm. November, December, January, February, March. April. Wow. This is like almost a year you've put into this thing, making sure it's going to be know, six months. Six yeah, months. Six I can't, months. I can't math. So remember October, <laughs> November, months. December, January, February, March. Well, it'll be seven in March. Yes. Ah. Yeah. It, More uh, than half. Yeah. It's a year. I can round <laughs> okay, things up. It's a year. <laughs> seven months. But no, this, yeah, this isn't one of those things where you just had an idea and let's see if I can rope some people together and, and collect some email addresses. This is, this is really focused around helping coaches who want their businesses to get better, who want to get more clients, who want to understand how to take their message out, use marketing to attract the right people, and then convert those people into clients and do it in a way that makes their practice profitable. This sounds like it's going to be a big deal. Beautifully said. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm honored that you asked me to participate and I'll be happy to do that. And for those of you who weren't paying attention, this is free. So I'm not even making any money on this. I don't know why. No, I'm happy to be there. Happy to be part of the, the group. I know some of the people who are going to be speaking and it's a loaded list. So that's cool. And where can people find it? Mm -hmm. So the web address is marketingsummitforcoaches.com. Okay. Marketingsummitforcoaches.com. We will put that in the show notes. Excellent. And again, give me the dates on that again are? 20th to the 31st of March. 
28th to the 31st of March. And is it all day, every day, those five days a week? Or how's that working? No, it's um, for a couple of hours during the day, two presentations every day. And then we'll have three or four live events that are spread throughout the two weeks. Okay. And on the first Friday, um, we're having the networking event. The networking event. That's awesome. So I'm a big believer in co-opetition, meaning there are way more people out there in the world that need good coaches than there are good coaches to serve them. So I feel like every coach that I can meet and connect with helps me to move people along that aren't necessarily my ideal client to the right person. So I think that networking event is going to be huge. I think that's going to be a way for folks to get more tools in their toolbox because they'll mm. be able to meet other coaches, even coaches that are doing the same thing that they are, the same, you know, have that same focus. You're still not going to have the same ideal clients and being able to go when you meet someone, oh, hey, you know what? I don't think you're a great fit for me, but let me refer you to someone else or being able to put joint ventures together, strategic partnerships, those types of things. I think that's a huge, I've never seen a networking event as part of a summit like this, a virtual summit. So that's, I think that's going to be a big deal too. Well, it's been great having you on the show. I love being able to chat with you, being able to record it and let other people hear about it. I think that's just an extra added bonus. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Willard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.